What's up, guys? Welcome to Roommate Talk. Last week, we talked about loneliness. Today, we're going to kind of kind of take a turn, but kind of stay, you know, I know it's going to be a heavy topic today, but, you know, have you ever been through something that's just tough? You know, it seems like it just just a storm that it just, it seems to just beat you down. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Noah and um, and what comes after the storm. Let's get started on Real Men Talk. <laughs> Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here's Anthony Kernut and Kyler Sowell. All right, guys, what's going on? What's up, Kyler? How are you? Hey, guys, what's happening? Okay, so I'm sure that any of us, if if, as men, well, just as human beings, period, um, have lived long enough to know that life sucks sometimes that sometimes we go through things that we don't understand. Sometimes we go through things that we, we can't seem to really grasp. We uh, sometimes we don't even have control of, you know, I tell guys in the, in the, um, in my men's group all the time that, you know, life sucks, right? There's just times that there, there's just times that life sucks and, and that's just life, right? So, so life, life is tough. And then you throw all the stupid decisions that we make in the middle of it. And then you throw Satan in the middle of it. And it's like the odds are against us. Right. You know, and so we go we go through these things and they are so difficult to to navigate, you know, through storms, you know, and and, and you, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you, you know, of course, last week we talked about loneliness. Uh, the week before that, we talked about, you know, how the journey creates trust. You know, and and all of this kind of bleeds in together. You know, uh, when we are in these seasons, yes, we feel loneliness. Yes, we can feel alone um, in these storms and different things like that. But they do build trust. And and today, I, I kind of want to talk about what comes after that, right? right. But we, before we do, we have to we have to talk about what what that storm looks like. You know, and and today we're going to be talking about Noah. Uh, you know, so Genesis chapter nine, um, it's kind of where we're going to be at just right there at the, you know, of course, Genesis, probably eight and nine, you know, somewhere in there, but the story of Noah. So just in case you guys don't know, we're going to kind of talk about it, but it really relates to everything that, that we go through even today, you know, that sometimes God puts us on a path that seems nearly impossible, you know, and sometimes he doesn't ask for our permission, (laughs) right? Right. You know, he's just like, okay, you want to serve me. I want you to do this. And you're like, wait a minute, God, I didn't sign up for this. He's like, yeah, you did. You didn't, you didn't know you did extra duties as assigned. Yeah, (laughs) but you did, you know? And so, you know, you see Noah and it talks about Noah being, you know, Look, the only righteous person in the land, right? God's God's going to send this flood, and He's going to destroy everybody except for Noah and his family. And so, you, you know, you're like Noah was the only righteous one, and he's the one that had to build the boat. You, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> you know, think about that. Think about it. You, you know, we set off on journeys sometimes, sometimes metaphorically, sometimes literally, and. God's like, okay, 
here's the path I want you to go. Mm -hmm. And you get started down this path and you're going, God, I can't, I can't do this. (laughs) Like this is, this is bigger than me. Right. And I tell people all the time, if God called you to do it and it's not bigger than you, then God didn't call you to do it. Right. Exactly. You know, that's just all there is to it. Because in the end, God's going to receive the glory. Right. And as Christians, that's, that's what we want. Right. Well, I mean, we want, we want to do things that God gets the glory for. Yes. And sometimes those are very difficult. Right. God is not the God of mediocre. No. I don't know how many times I've heard that, but our God is the God of big things, of big promises, of big covenants, of big everything. He's not going to make it small. If our dreams are small, it's not his dream for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he, you know, he calls Noah to build this boat and not just like a, not just a boat. Now I've never been, there's an ark encounter. Um, Where's that at? Indiana, maybe? I think it's Indiana. I think it is Indiana. Um, by um, Antrus and Genesis, right? And the Creation Museum and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Williamstown, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. And um, and so I, I've not been there. It's, it's on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list. I want to take my kids to go see it, you know, and stuff like that. I would love everybody I've talked to just says it's amazing. But they, the one thing that they always talk about is when you see the size of the ark, it's mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, cause they built it to exact dimensions that it, it gives in the Bible, you know, and you, you know, he, you think about Noah, he had three sons, how long it would have taken them to build this boat, the, the blood, sweat and tears that went into this thing years and years and years while people are making fun of him, why people are giving him a hard time, why people are probably, you know, if, if you look at it today, you know, I remember, I remember God calling me to things. I'm not going to get real specific because I don't think that I need to, but I remember God calling me to something. It was like, nobody necessarily come out and said it, but the vibe that I got was, you're not, you're not going to do this. You can't do this. Mm. You know, the, and and I got it from everybody And the whole time. God's like, you're going to, you're going to do this. Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll be specific about it. It was the book, right? So when, when this book, when God called me to write this book, the, the entire vibe, and maybe it was just me, I don't know, but the entire vibe I got from the vast majority of people is this, okay, you're not really going to do this, right? Like, no, nobody come out and said that, right? Like verbally. Right. It was just like, everybody was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's how they said it. Right. You, you know, it's like not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. Everybody, every, you know, it's just like, well, and really I can't expect anything less from them. I mean, God called me to write a book, right? Everybody was just as surprised as I was. And, uh, you right. know, and so, but sometimes he calls us to do things, you know, and, and I think about, I think about Noah and I think about how he, how he must have felt, you know, the, he had to encounter people. I mean, you know, it took him years to build this ark. He had to encounter people, the questions that he had, he had to get. It had never rained before. I mean, think about that. Like we see rain coming in and it's just, it's just normal. Right. It had never rained. Like it, it, there was like a heavy dew, you know, and different things like that. It had never rained before. It never, it never rained. Like people are like, what's rain? 
You know, what are you talking about? What do you mean a flood? You know, what are you, what are you talking about? Like you were crazy, <laughs> you know, like, like they had, they had to be right and on top of, on top of that. Like they were evil people, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole point of wiping them out is because yeah, they were evil. Because they were evil. And so I think about Noah and, and the way that not only was it extremely difficult, this time had to be mm-hmm. extremely difficult. You know, God, you're asking me to do something impossible. Right. I mean, li- literally, it had that task had to seem impossible. Well, and think about it. It took most people say it takes about a hundred. It took them a hundred years. I mean, a mm-hmm. century. I mean, my grandma's turning a century old next in April. Okay. Imagine every single day, somebody telling you that you're dumb. You're stupid. There's no reason for you to be building this. I mean, think of the faith that he had to have while building this in the, in the, I don't know, just the, what, I don't know what word I'm trying to come up with, but he, he kept doing it. I mean, he was his dedication. That's what I want to say. His dedication to this for a hundred years, day in, day out, 365 days. If that's how they kept the calendar back then, 365 days for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. How does somebody do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That's, that's tough, you know? And then, you know, and then you get, you get going through this and, and the, just the fight, the struggle, the, you know, the constant, the day in and day out. I mean, you, have you ever, have you ever started a task and then you get about halfway through it and it seems so mundane, right? Like this is, this is stupid. Yep. <laughs> right. I remember, I remember one time we were, uh, uh, and I was so naive, good grief. We were going to remodel our bathroom. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do this in three days. Right. Three days. Three days. Yeah. This is, this is what I thought. And like I said, I can rise in three days. I can do a bathroom. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was small. We lived in a small house. We had one bathroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to do this, you know, in three days. Okay. Took me three months. (laughs) (laughs) It's like every man on every home project that they've ever done. I'll get this done this weekend. Two years later. Are you ever going to finish that? Uh. Yeah. I'll get it to it this weekend. Maybe. Yeah. And, well, and, and the bad thing about it was it was our only bathroom, right? <laughs> so like I had to get, like I had to call people in. We ended up having to stay with somebody else for a little bit because we had no, we could turn our water back on. Right. And I'm going, we get halfway through this. I'm going, I don't know what the frick I'm doing. I just picture Dusty going in there, water's off. And she just screams. Hey! Yeah. You know, oh my gosh. And we had three little kids, Right. <laughs> Yeah. And so like, it was, it was a nightmare and it, the demolition was great. Like I'm, I, I can destroy anything. Oh yeah. Anything. Putting oh, yeah. it back together. Not so much. <laughs> so you are not a Lego person. No, no. And so, you know, like the, the demo, the demo I had done in a day, you know, ripping the sinks out, the, the, you know, all that stuff. Boom. Now, obviously we had, we had an operational, Within, you know, about a week or so, you know, we weren't going to just stay with somebody for, for long periods of time. Right. But I got to this point where the, the bathroom was operational, mm-hmm. right? The floor was in, obviously the toilet, the shower, the sink, you know, the, we got it to where there was no leaks or anything like that, but the walls needed to be painted and your trim needed to be done. I got to this point. I was like, I'm, this is stupid. I'm done. Like I hate to, to this day. I refuse to remodel a bathroom. 
I hate it with everything that is in me. <laughs> I, that is that is not scarred, what God has called me to do. Scarred for life. Scarred for life. Yes. <laughs> and and so when we built the studio, like I was like, all right, we're going to do this studio. And Dusty's like, okay, but you have to do the bathroom too. And I was like, what? And of course, Dusty, you know, my wife, she's like, oh yeah. So we get in there, we, we demo it out. And, um, and of course now we have more than one bathroom. I'm like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) She's like, well, if you want your studio, you have to finish the bathroom first. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, before you ever get your studio, you're going to have to do this. And of course the bathroom's right here next to me. Yeah. And, uh, and so we ended up getting through it, but the same thing applied there. We got about halfway through it and I'm like, I'm done. Like, this is, this is stupid. I hate doing this. Right. And and I think not for me. No, it is not. Think about Noah. Right. I mean, a hundred years. I bet he never built a boat again. I bet he didn't didn't even look at a boat again. (laughs) He probably didn't. Probably every time it rained, he got angry. (laughs) You know, you want to talk about PTSD, you know, <laughs> like, ah. I wonder if we kept, I wonder if that became their home afterwards. You know, <laughs> I built one home. We ain't doing this again. I ain't doing it again. <laughs> That's funny Every stuff. Every time it rained, door shuts. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, could you imagine the process of, of building that, you know, a hundred years in, you know, starting in the mornings. You know, dedicated all your time to it. About about an hour and a half into it, he's like, "All right, I'm finished. I'm like, I'm I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I need like like God, you're you're gonna have to help me out. <laughs> like something's right. got to give. I cannot do this, right? Yes. But think of the reassurance God gave him the whole time, or had to give him the whole time. I mean, because we're men. I mean, there is no way that for a hundred years. And when I say me, men, I mean like we're we're humans. Mm-hmm. There's no way that we can get through something that we believe is God's purpose with God being silent the whole time. No, like most people can't. I mean, you've got your, your, your few who are like, this is what the Lord told me. This is what I'm going to do no matter what. I knew a preacher one time I used to work with him, and he said that God told me to do a 40 day fast. All he had, you know, all he had was uh, water and peppermints mm. for that 40 day fast. I said, how did you do that? He said, God told me to do it. And then he said, after that, I just did it. God didn't reassure him that that was all he had to do. He just did it. And so for 40 days, all he had was peppermint and water. Mm. And I said, how, how did that work out? And that, that kind of reminds me of Noah. Like there's no way for a hundred years that he didn't have that reassurance. And through our trials and our, our storms, like with God's purpose, he's going to reassure the purpose no matter what. Right. Because that's his plan. His plan is not to leave us in the middle of a storm. His plan is not to, to put a vision, to put something in our heart. And then to leave that like your book, he didn't put that in your heart and then just leave you. He kept reminding you, kept letting you not sleep night after night after night until you did it. Right. He puts that in there. So the the best part about that, that trial that with Noah was that he kept that reassurance because otherwise, I, let's be honest, he wouldn't have finished it. Not for a hundred years straight. There, there's no way. That's a hundred year battle. Yeah. And, and I know people were probably built different back then. Right. You know, um, you, you know, <laughs> no one's living 600 years here. It, right. <laughs> Right, just, right, yeah, and so, but still, yet yeah, just the the anguish of just day in and day out and trudge. But you know, we do the same thing today. You know, we it, we get in these things. God's like, okay, I want you to go down this path, and it just seems like every day is a trudge. Mm-hmm. 
you just trudge through and you go through and you go through and you get there. And it seems like you've, you, you're, you're pushing to get done and you're pushing, you're, you're trying to, to, to uh, go around obstacles. And, and then this comes into play, you know, this person gets sick and then this happens and then this happens and you're still trying to get there. But the thing about Noah is he, he got there. And then the storm came Mm -hmm. like he went through all this work. You know, the guy's 600 years old, roughly when, when the flood came, you know, so he's, he went through all this work and you, you just day in, day out the trudge, the, the just, just grind that you have to go through, you know, the, the little things and everything had to be perfect. God gave him exact measurements. God gave him exact everything. Type of wood, everything he had to use. Yeah, everything. And he trudged and trudged and trudged and trudged and grind and grind and grind and grind. And then, boom, the storm came. Right? And it's like, what's what's the saying? You go from the fire to the, or from the frying pan to the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, okay, so now, you, you know, could you imagine being 600 years old? And I understand that this boat was huge and stuff, but that type of storm had to been so violent right had to been had to been so rough in trying to to manhandle everything and take care of all the animals and and all this stuff and so man it was it had to been so difficult so we're going to we're going to take a real a, a quick break we'll be right back after this you're listening to Real Men Talk with Anthony Kernut and Kyler Sal. Don't go away. More engaging conversation coming up next. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. Get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, big competitions, a car cruise in, and the powerful anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, April 26th and 27th at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God. Friday night at 6 p.m. with guest speaker Joe Dobbins, senior pastor of Twin Rivers Church in St. Louis, Missouri. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by a session from Bishop Jeremiah Jeremiah Wilson as he speaks to the heart of men. Worship provided by the Palace of Praise worship team. Get your friends and family together and come be a part of this unforgettable weekend. Tickets for the event are just $25 in advance or $30 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates, please contact the church office at 573-785-4232 or by email. Contact us at palaceofpraise.com. 
Real Men Rally 2024, featuring Joe Dobbins, Jeremiah Wilson, and the Palace Worship Team. Friday night, April 26th, and Saturday, April 27th, at the Palace of Praise. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for joining us on Real Men Talk. It's time for more man stuff. Here's Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, so we're talking about Noah here. And one thing I want to point out, one before break, we were talking about, you know, the time that, that Noah spent building this ark, how it took him about 100 years and everything else. But one thing I want to make sure before we get into the actual storm is God always takes us through a preparation period before every storm. And I know me and my wife have this argument all the time. She was like, I said, God will never give us more than we can handle. And he knows exactly how much more we can handle. She goes, now why does that say that in the Bible? So I pull up the scripture and she's like, well, God knows more, but I think he gives me more than I can handle anyways. But God never gives us more than we can handle because before we go through a trial, before we go through anything, he puts us through this preparation period that strengthens us for it. And every single time we get to our next battle, it may seem like it gets harder and harder and harder, but the point is that the longer the preparation, the longer maybe the good season, the longer the drought, the longer the people are up against you, the bigger the battle, but the higher the 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 blessing at the end. Noah went for a hundred years preparing. He was alone for a hundred years, but think he was alone for a hundred years, but for 40 days and 40 nights, he was alone with just animals and his family. I mean, that's all he had. And so the Lord put him through this preparation period for a reason. And we all go through, you know, we say all the time we go through our mountains and our valleys, but we always go through a preparation period. And the preparation period is either, you know, the, the, the climb down to the valley or the climb up to the mountain. He's either preparing you for the mountain or he's preparing you for the valley, whichever side of the mountain you're on. But the point is, is that God doesn't give us more than we can handle because he also prepares us. He gives us the tools. He equips us with the people. He gives us the word and we have all of that. And that was just something I wanted to throw in there real quick is that no matter what the season, no matter what the storm, no matter anything is your preparation season is going to get you through it. It's going to get you to it and it's going to allow you to continue through it. Yeah. You know, and, and that preparation season is, gosh, it is vital. Right. I, I mean, you know, we talked about it with David, right? You know, this, you know, that's what he went through when he was in that field, you know, and the obedience and, and stuff. And sometimes it doesn't, you, you know, it's really the, the exact same thing. You know, you look at, you look at David and the preparation, what happened? He ended up having to fight Goliath, right? Right. You know, Noah, you know, he goes through this preparation period of building this boat and what happens? He hits a storm. Yeah. You know, and, we have to make sure that we understand which season we are in. Sometimes it's very confusing. Sometimes it's yes. rough. We don't, because we don't always understand. We don't understand the mind of God, right? Right. You know, we go through these preparation seasons and we hit the storm. We're like, God, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, I just, I just did all of this. I just trudged and trudged and trudged and trudged, you know, because hey, no one knew. Mm-hmm. He knew a storm was coming. Right. Or he knew a flood was coming. Right. I'm sure that he had no idea what he was getting ready to encounter. No. I mean, I mean, think about the violence of that storm. Right. You can go on Mount Everest right now and find fossilized um, fish and different things like that. Right. And so the theory is, is that during this flood, like the the landscape of the land changed. Right. Right. Like Mount Everest used to be flat. Or whatever, you know, and then, you know, because of the earthquakes and, the, and and all these different things. Could you imagine how violent 
that storm was, the water was, you know. And so nothing could have, in, in Noah's mind, even though he knew a storm was coming, he knew something was coming, there's no way he could have been prepared for what was really there. Right. You know, no but idea. if he hadn't, if he had not built the ark to the exact dimensions that God had called him to do, what would have happened? Right. Would it, would it have fallen apart in, in the midst of that storm? Would it have sunk because it wasn't big enough? The waves overthrew it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there are, of course we don't know. Cause thank goodness Noah did, you know, obey God right. and built it to those dimensions. But you know, what, what if he hadn't? Right. You well, know, that's the thing is if we don't let God prepare us to a T, not, not to almost not to you, you can maybe make it to a T. We, we won't make it through our storm seasons. We won't make it through the times where the rains are pouring. The, the people are outside screaming and hearing all this stuff. We won't make it to where the waves are crashing up against the door. We won't make it through it all. There's no way. Yeah. But, in our preparation season and sometimes our preparation season, we get confused with our storm because both seem hard or, or you get into this, the preparation season, like this is my storm because it's so hard. Cause I mean, think about it. when you're weight training or you're training in the gym, you have to consistently make things harder and harder and harder until you get to your goal mm-hmm. until you get to where it's at. It doesn't just get easier along the way because let's say you're bulking up and you got to put more weight on every single time to bulk. You have to put more weight on to get a new max press things don't get easier along the way god doesn't let us just stay mediocre one preparation season one storm is not equal to our next preparation season our next storm and that's what Noah was figuring out i mean there's i'm sure there was plenty of other things i mean at this point in time most scholars say that Noah was about 500 years old when he started building the ark and then he's got 100 years there and then about 600 years old i mean think about his prior 500 years he's probably been through plenty of stuff I mean, mm-hmm. think about your life right now where I'm 30 Anthony's about 60 and <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> but, but there's plenty of things that we've gone through, but think about over a course of 500 years, five centuries, how many things he has gone through, how many things he has seen and all of those preparation seasons and those storms were not equal, but this was probably his biggest one yet. Mm-hmm. And he was probably like. I have to follow him to a T because if I do not follow God's instructions to a T, if I don't wait this proper thing out, I'm not going to make it through the storm. That's right. And that's the hard part is we want that preparation season to end. And so sometimes we cut it short and then the storm lasts a lot longer or the storm doesn't get to the point where we can survive it because we didn't follow it to a T. And that sometimes is the make or break point. Yep. You know, and then, then we get to the storm, you know, and, uh, you know, I talked about like the violence and, and different things of that, that storm and, and just, just knowing, okay. So, so Noah, I mean, he had to have known people, right. He had to have known like what was getting ready to happen. You know, he even tried to, to get them on the boat, you know, before, before it all happened and, and, you know, and all this stuff. And then knowing that, that when you get off the boat, you're the only person left. Yeah. Right. Like you and your family, you're it. You, you want to talk about loneliness. Yeah. Right. You know, so you just go through this major storm that you were, you, you know, even though you were prepared for because of the, the preparation season mentally, there's no way he could have, he could have been prepared for the, the violence, the, the landscape change, you know, all these different things. I mean, you're talking about a completely different environment at this point, right? Yes, exactly. And so, 
but something struck my eye in Genesis chapter 9 that I think that that every person needs to hear because all of us, none of us are exempt from going through storms. Mm -hmm. None of us are exempt from going through hard times. But Genesis chapter nine, verse 28 says, and Noah lived after the flood 350 years. Noah lived another whole life after that. That storm did not keep him down. It did not destroy him. It did not, you know, it, it did not um, devour him. He had another whole life after that. You know, and I think that some of us need to know this may be, you may be in your preparation season. You may be in the middle of a storm. But there's life after this. Mm-hmm. You know, there is there is hope after this storm. And we need to, to understand that that hope and that life is found in the person of Jesus Christ. That we still have a mandate. We still have a calling. You know, it... You, you know, here, here Noah went through all of this. He went through this storm and he did everything God told him to do. He come out of the storm, you know, back on land, fulfilled the mandate that God had on his life. And God still allowed him to live 350 years after that. He got to see a whole new earth. He got to see everything new. And sometimes we get in the middle of the storm. Like I think about, I think about Noah and, you know, about 20 days into the storm and the waters are, are, are tough and the waters are, you know, maybe still, you know, moving and violent and, and, you know, we, we have, we have no idea, right. Mm-hmm. You know, how long it took for the water to rise, to get to the point to where God needed it to be. Right. We, we, have, we have no idea. And, you know, we know that he was in there for 40 days and 40 nights. About halfway through this, you know, I, I wonder if Noah was like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to make it. Probably, yeah. You know, some I, point in time, yeah. You, you know, you, here you are. You're trying to feed animals, and you've got you know um, predators and prey, and you got you know all these different things, and the food, and, and 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 all this stuff, and and you're trying to take care of everything. I, I I just I just wonder if about halfway through he was going, God, I don't I don't know I don't I know that you got me through. I know you got me to this point. And now I'm in the fire. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in the middle of the storm. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Right. 600 years old. You know, trying to do all this stuff and, and, and everything. And I, I don't know, you know, whatever. But um, the way, the way no, he had, he had to, to come to a point, you know, and this, there's no proof of this. There's nothing like that, but. I know because I've been in the middle of a storm and I'm going, God, I don't, I don't think I could do this anymore. Like, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. Mm. Yes. You know, but then we get to the end of it, right? Those 40 days are over with. 
and God has brought us out. Sometimes, you, you know, when we're in the middle of it, we can't see the end. We don't know what the end looks like of this storm. But the victory that Noah was able to see, I mean, think about this. Every person on earth can date back to Noah. Right. The victory that he had, every person that he knew from that point on was an ancestor of him. Or was it not, was a was an offspring of him? Right? Every every single person. He got to see a whole new world. Uh you know, victories and you know, people kids growing up and life, you know, trees growing back and you know, just just the life that would have he would have seen. Right. But he had to make it through the storm first. And when he did. God allowed him to live 350 years after that. So an entire third of his life was after the storm. Yeah. Well, that's the, I don't know. I've almost come to the point where I enjoy the storms of life. And I know that sounds like really dumb when you think about it, but let me tell you why. So I, love to learn. I love to learn new things. I love to learn anything. But when I'm going through storms, there's not a time that I draw more closer to God. And during Noah's preparation period, just imagine how close he was to God. I mean, God was talking to him, telling him these things. I mean, he probably craved, craved more of that because I mean, he was literally in God's presence. He was speaking and talking with God and in those in our preparation seasons or inside of our storms, we we get our close our closeness to God because that's all we can rely on. And I know we praise God in the mountains, we praise God in the valleys, but a lot of the times, most people just praise Him in the valleys. They okay. praise Him during the hard times because that's when they need Him. But one thing I'm reminded when I'm going through storms is I am deemed worthy. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. And it's not deemed worthy to suffer, but I am deemed worthy that I have enough faith to build on, to make more faith because the only way to get more faith is to go through a stronger storm is to go through a harder storm. Because what that means is God says, I can do it. I am deemed worthy. And the last person that was deemed worthy was Christ. When he died on the cross to save all of our sins, he was deemed worthy right then and there to take away everything. I mean, he made a covenant with us when he was on that cross that he's going to bear our burdens. And there is never a storm in our lives that God leaves us or forsakes us. There's not a time in our lives where God does not carry the burden with us. And when we're going through our storms, when we're going through our preparation periods, when we're going through any hard times in our lives where we think that God has abandoned us, he hasn't. What he has done is he has deemed us worthy to be with him to draw closer to him, to build on more faith with him because he says you can do it. Yes. He has deemed you a worthy servant and said, you've got this. I've got you. Let's walk together. And that's the best part about our storms is that while they may suck, let's just be honest, Mm -hmm. they may tear you down and there might be days where you just want to sit and you just want to either pout or cry. It just depends on which type of person you are. But God 
has a purpose and he has a plan for that. And we should be chasing storms. We should be wanting God to put us through more storms, not because they're fun, not at all. So don't think I'm saying that and don't not because they're challenging, but because they grow us into the person that God wants us to be because they're all a part of God's plan. And if you are going through these storms, if you're going through these things, the devil sees you as a threat. Mm-hmm. He sees you as a competitor, as an enemy, and he is ready to take you out. But with those storms, God is building your faith. He is building your armor and he is building your connection between those two. So that way you have the authority over the devil. You have the authority over the principalities and the rulers of darkness on this. You have the authority that God's given you because he has deemed you worthy. That's right. You know, I th- I think about Noah, when he come out of that storm, that 350 years, he was a different person. Right. I mean, he has, he had no other option, right? You go through something like that, that changes you. Yes. Right. When you go, when we go through these storms, they change us and they'll change us one way or the other, right? We can allow God to work in our lives and we come out stronger or we can choose to sit down and pout and cry and play the victim and all these different things and allow it to destroy us. Right. Which is what Satan wants. Right. I can, I can bet you when he walked off that ark, he never doubted a God again. Ever. Ever. Mm-mm. Right. You know, the, the things that, you know, think about the first time he's seen a rainbow. Right. And God told him what it meant. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about. I bet every time he's seen a rainbow, I bet he jumped up and down and had a victory dance. And you yeah. know what I mean? He said, that's for me. That Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that was, that was for me. Yes. Right. You know, and sometimes we go through these storms and God's going. Good job. Right. You know, and, and you cut and you're just so strengthened, you know, because hindsight's 2020, right? Right. I know that's that's kind of a cliche thing to to say, but it's true. And you look back. I remember all, all the stuff that had happened in 2017 when God healed me in 2018. Mm-hmm. When I was going through that, how many times I was like, "God, I can't, I can't do this. I can't. Like I'm like I cannot do this anymore." How many times I told him that? How many times I was like, "God, have you abandoned me? Have you given up on me?" And then. When God healed me and I look back over the prior year, I'm going, oh, okay. The person that come out of that was not the same person that went into that. No. You know, that storm defined who I was because I grew in a way in my relationship with Jesus Christ that I would have never grown any other way ever. And one thing I was told when you're going through storms, always pray for you to learn your lesson the first time. Amen to that. Because if you don't listen to it the first time, you don't learn it the first time, God will make you repeat it because there is a purpose in every storm. There's he does. He's not a God of just, Hey, let's let's throw this one out there. Willy nilly, you know, let's just kind of see what happens. There's a purpose for every storm. There's a plan for every storm. And he's going to, in order to get you to the next part of the plan, He's got to make sure that you know the, this this part first. Yes. So C.S. Lewis wrote a book, and it's it's a good book. One, I'm, I'm a huge C.S. Lewis fan, anyways. But um, yes, I just need a thesaurus when I read it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. But um but there's there's something that we need to understand is that there is there is purpose in our pain. Right? Like those we like we don't go through these things for nothing. Right? We we don't we don't do that. They, they, there's purpose in that. And um and you know, and maybe today maybe today you're going through a storm. Maybe you are in the midst of something that you just you don't under you don't understand. You know, I want to encourage you to grasp a hold of God with everything you've got mm-hmm. and allow him to teach you and to grow you and stretch. You know, comfort and growth cannot coexist. So in order for us to grow, we have to become uncomfortable. Yes. That's that's just the way it is. And when you are uncomfortable, that's the time to just grasp a hold of the Lord with everything you've got and allow him to change you and grow you, even though it's uncomfortable and it's hard. And sometimes, quite frankly, it just sucks. There's there's just no other way to put it. And and that's okay. It's all right. It's all right to be going, you, you know, God, are you? Are you there? Are you listening? God, are you, you know, are you answering my pain, uh, you know, my, my prayers? Are you, you know, do you hear me? Because I promise you he does. Mm-hmm. I promise you he does. And when you come out on the other side of that storm, you will be able to look back and you will be able to see that God was always there. Yes. He was always there. And so I want to encourage you, you know, if you are going through through a storm and, and you, um, you, you know, maybe you just need somebody to talk to, email us, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. You know, you can find us on, on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, you know, all these different places. Message us. Let, we would love to talk with you. We would love to pray with you. We would love to, to just see you through. And... um you know, maybe you know somebody who's going through a storm. Send this to them. You know, share it with them. And because we all go through storms at some point in our lives, none of us are exempt from them. Right. You know, if we are going to grow and strive to be closer to Jesus Christ and live our lives for Jesus Christ, he will grow us. We will. He will stretch us. It will happen. And Satan, you are on Satan's radar. And so Satan is looking to devour you. Things will get tough at times, but it's okay. It's all right. And so, you know, um, just a couple of reminders. Of course, I got the book coming out here in a couple months here in April. Um, I was supposed to get the, the, um, the first copy here in, in a few weeks and stuff. And so we'll be, we'll be discussing that more in detail um, and, and all that good stuff. So be looking forward to that. We got uh, Roman Rally coming up here in April, also the end of April, which is exciting. We'll be talking more about that and just just kind of throwing that out there. Um, I'm hoping that some of you men can come, we can meet and and stuff and and so. Um, but as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches, and teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen.
You've been listening to Real Men Talk. If you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceappraise.com or visit our website at realmenministries.us. You can also message us through social media. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. on all major podcast platforms. You can also find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, X, and Facebook. Real Men Talk is a production of Real Men Studios in cooperation with Palace Media Services. ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, big competitions, a car cruise in, and the powerful anointed word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, April 26th and 27th at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God. Friday night at 6 p.m. with guest speaker Joe Dobbins, senior pastor of Twin Rivers Church in St. Louis, Missouri. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by a session from Bishop Jeremiah Wilson as he speaks to the heart of men. Worship provided by the Palace of Praise worship team. Get your friends and family together and come be a part of this unforgettable weekend. Tickets for the event are just $25 in advance or $30 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates, please contact the church office at 573-785-4232 or by email. Contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2024, featuring Joe Dobbins, Jeremiah Wilson, and the Palace Worship Team. Friday night, April 26th, and Saturday, April 27th, at the Palace of Praise. Praise. You don't want to miss it.